thank you for tuning in to this episode of the All About Fitness Podcast. On this episode, I'm trying a slightly different format. I've been playing around with this idea for a little while. I've been wanting to bring a different perspective onto the podcast. If you've been a regular listener of All About Fitness, first, thank you. Thank you for your time and thank you for trusting me for good health and fitness advice. I'm trying to put the best information out there, but I'm somewhat limited because I'm one person and I have my perspective, my experience, my education, my knowledge. And what I've been wanting to do is I've been wanting to find not necessarily a co-host, but somebody, a regular person that I can have a dialogue with to get a different perspective. Amy Nicotera is a good friend of mine. We've known each other for a number of years. She's another fitness educator. She's worked with top brands. She's located in the East Coast, so she's bringing an East Coast point of view. But Amy and I were talking a couple weeks back, and we came up with this idea of doing these online chats on Facebook. I'm having Facebook Live conversations just about being fit in our 40s. The challenges that we face with work, life, kids, everything, and how do we make time for exercise? I'm 49, about to turn 50 here soon. Amy's in her mid-40s. She's a single mom. She's a five-year-old boy. I have partial custody of my two girls who are in elementary school, ages seven and nine. And so we want to bring to you, what I'm going to be bringing to you, Amy and I are doing these Facebook Lives about every other week. And what I'm going to be bringing to you through these conversations is just a different perspective. She and I are just having a conversation about what we do and how we face life and, and the challenges. We've had conversations about high-intensity exercise. We've had a conversation about mobility and recovery, but I didn't think to hit record. (laughs) So now going forward, Amy and I have these conversations. We'll probably be having about two a month. I'm going to be recording them, and I'm going to be posting them here to give you a slightly different perspective because it's one thing to hear from guests, and I try to get some top experts on in their field to talk about the science of exercise. But one of the things I want to be able to cover with All About Fitness it's just life, lifestyle. How do we, what do we do? How do we navigate life? And to do that, I want to be somewhat consistent and bring you a different perspective, bring you a, a female's perspective about that. And that's exactly what Amy's going to offer. On this episode, you're going to hear us talking about how do we keep and get our kids active, or how do we get our kids active? How do we keep our kids active? And what strategies do we use? Amy shares how she engages her five-year-old son. I talk about things I do with my seven and nine-year-olds and what we do to try to set habits, the behavior we try to model because we want to show our kids that exercise is a lifetime activity. That's the conversation you're going to hear on this episode. Future episodes, we'll have conversations on different topics. I'll be doing this about every other week, so probably about twice a month. If you like this concept, if you like the guest host, or you like this ongoing idea or, or co-host idea, please shoot me an email, Pete at PeteMcCallFitness.com or post something on Instagram, All About Fitness Podcast on Instagram. That's All About Fitness Podcast on Instagram. Let me know if you like this this idea. Let me know if you like this, this model. But I'm be trying to do this regular just to give a different point of view to have a slightly different voice on the All About Fitness Podcast. We're getting into the conversation. It's Amy Nicotera and I talking about ways to keep our kids active. Let's get into it.
So we're live. Woo! Live, live. You're in Massachusetts. I'm in, where am I? I don't even know. Where right are now. you? I'm back in Southern California. And I apologize about missing you last week, Amy. And I know we're still working on getting an audience. I just, I literally laid down for a minute and I thought I had my alarm set and I slept right through it. I don't know if I did, hey, but. From the master napper. I'm a master <laughs> I, I, I'm okay with that. It happens. It happens to the best of us. I, mean, I was on the other side of the world 11 time zones away, but I thought I could do it. And ugh, anyway, we didn't do that. So what are we talking about today? We were going to talk about, we're, we're talking about issues about being over 40. I, I, you don't look like you're over 40. So that you, you talked about having answer. a so you Good gotta, answer. Good answer. You got to love, you got to love that new camera. I think that new camera took about 15 years off of you because. Hey man, it could be the liquid collagen. It could be my fascia blaster. It could be my beauty counter products. There's a, an array of things that go into this. <laughs> yeah. I do, But I honestly, I hate to say this, but I've been looking at like, I need to go do a little bit of research on, I'm like, okay, I, I put some face cream on. I use basic face cream, but I'm like, okay, I need to do a little bit of research and spend some money and start putting some like real, like go to the department store and get, or I just go to the drugstore. Go to a department know. store. Well, I'll just get, I don't really get the higher end stuff. I mean, come on, I'm almost 50. I, I turned yeah. 50. I got T minus, what, two months, three months. I got T minus eight months till I turned 50. No, nine months till I turned 50. And so uh, I at least got to, I don't know. That, that's got to amp it up from the neck up at least, right? I mean, exactly. hey. That, that's my own ego. Uh, but we're not talking skincare products. We're not talking a... But a, we could, a, but we could, but... I'll be, I'll be a future hey. episode. We want to talk week. about kids. We want to talk about being active with kids, right? Yeah. And how to, how to keep your family active. You know, uh, most of us are busy and whether you're, you, you have a large family or small family, you know, multiple kids or not, or maybe you don't even have kids, but you are friends with people who have families. <laughs> I mean, this discussion is, I think, important too, because the types of activities that, you know, you plan together are more family friendly or more activity based versus, you know, sedentary. So the idea is like, let's just chat about how we can, you know, get our kids moving more, get more families active, like, I don't know. Let's see what kind of ideas we can come up with. Whatever you want to drop in the comments below. If you're watching, hit us up, ask us questions. We'll share a few of our ideas, but I think that's where we're going today. And what I want to start with, Amy, and what I'm curious as you're saying that is, what was you, what were you, when you were growing up, what were your role models for activity? And I'll, well, I'll, I'll talk about where I'm going with that. But as you were growing up as a kid, how did you, if we can go back in the memory banks, how did you get interested in being active? Was it sports? What, what got you into this lifestyle of being active? So kind of funny stories, I think. Um, <laughs> I don't think I really ever shared what I'm going to say here in a moment. Uh, but n there's a few things. First of all, my parents, my dad played, I think we talked about this before, he played college football and at a small school, but he, he was in the routine of being healthy and fit. And we lived in a, the country, basically. And so we like did yard work and mowed lawn and did all kind of active stuff like that. Um, but he used to do exercises at night before he went to bed pretty religiously. And so I used to see this. And eventually down the road, I had my own little pre-evening workout, or I, could, I was going to say pre-bedtime workout routine. Um, and then my mom, I can remember, my mom was always, you know, a healthy weight, never overweight, but she always had, she always wanted to keep moving and stay healthy. It wasn't just for weight loss, but she had a couple of friends who were interested in weight loss. And so I can remember uh, 
like, I don't know how long it lasted, but it seemed like the bulk of my childhood, she would meet up with friends to go walking. And a lot of times we would go with them and we'd ride our bikes or we'd go to the local school track and we'd walk. Um, So those were two things that really stand out that I remember as far as seeing my parents be active. Um, And then everyone's going to think I'm a total weirdo if they don't already, but in, I think it was like fifth grade, we started doing the presidential fitness challenge or fourth grade. Sounds right. Yeah. And there was like this one other kid in my class who was pretty fast. I remember his name. I'll just call him. His name was Todd. I'll leave out the last name. (laughs) I still remember it. And he was like the fastest kid in school. And I just had this thing where I wanted to beat him. So no one told me about this, but I just started running and I would like train for the presidential fitness challenge just so I could beat this kid. In <laughs> I don't know what my problem was. Then as I got older, we knew that the mile test was going to come up. So I just started, I always wanted to see what I could do. And it was really kind of just self-motivated um, as far as that goes. But I always enjoyed being active. And I, I did not play a lot of formal, any formal sports growing up, but I always took swim lessons and, you know, all, all those types of things that your parents kind of put you in. But I worked out by myself or, or just started that interest. And I started teaching group fitness when I was 17. So your parents didn't throw you, did you do dance classes? And he, he yeah, I did like, like summer oh, dance okay. camp and gymnastics and <laughs> ballet and. Like Nothing. lots of different things. But no structured sports. Yeah. Except the reason why I'm going with that is I think it's so critical that as kids, I remember watching my parents, mm-hmm. I remember watching my dad jog. I remember watching my dad play racquetball and my parents go through that yo-yo thing of activity. And where, where I'm saying with that is for people listening, you model that behavior for your kids. What your kids see you doing, you eventually start doing yourself. Just as you said, you would do your your going to bed routine of, of working out. And yeah. my parents were, were somewhat active, but they were never, it was never a crux. I remember my mother taking jazzercise for a little while in the 80s and, and trying different things. And she would, would go on weekend walks with her friends. And I wasn't particularly active in any one sport. I, I did BMX racing. So I was one of those kids digging, building jumps in the woods. And then- That's I, what I, we did. We yeah. we built forts and rode around. And I mean, but things, times have changed. Yeah, well, I did get competitive. I mean, I, I, I did race for four years. I, from about the age of 13 to, to 18 or 19 or 18, I would race BMX on the weekends on Sundays. And that was, that was what I basically lived for. That's how I ended up out here in Southern California was wanting to do that. Uh, and that's one, one thing, one area where I love, and I don't know how you would feel about this. I'm going to ask you about this as a mother because you're a little boy. And we'll, we'll go there in a second. But I see stuff like I see the alternative sports like like BMX, like mountain biking, snowboarding, skateboarding, surfing. I see those sports as I want my kids doing them because I see people here doing them for a lifetime in Southern California. As a mother, what's your thought about that? You're talking about Luke, your son, taking skating lessons so he can play hockey. How do you feel if, if, if Luke said, hey, mom, I want to do skateboarding lessons? What would your response be? Fine. We actually have this awesome like skate park near us, okay, but cool. he hasn't quite mastered like the scooter or riding a bike yet. We're working on it. (laughs) So, but you know, to your point, we were, I have him in a lot of different activities. Sometimes through our local rec programs, they have like, we did soccer. Um, we take swimming, he takes swimming lessons. And I started this pretty cool thing. I think we've almost been doing it a year now. It's Ninja. It's like obstacle 
course, Ninja Warrior class, we call it. And he does that once a week, but you can be competitive. There are kids who compete already, but it's really great just for body awareness. And you do, you learn how to balance and you do the warped wall where you run up the wall, you do the rings, you learn how to jump and land. And I just love that for coordination and, um, for all the reasons that you're saying, you know, these are things that you need to be healthy in any sport you do, but also just to be, you know, fit and healthy for life. So I'm, I'm down with that. I feel like you know, we've talked about this before, but I want when Luke gets older that he can just do anything he wants to do because he has some kind of exposure to it. I'm going to hold this up. This is, this is my daughter. We went to a trampoline park. If you're watching on Facebook and and I'm going to have this on my podcast too, that's a 10 foot, that's like a 10 foot drop there into an airbag. And I can't tell you, I love those trampoline parks because I mean, we didn't have those when we were kids, Amy. That's one of the things that when, when in the '80s, how awesome would it have been to go to one of these huge trampoline parks? We can bounce all day and and everything. And I have to say, I, when I took my my kids there for for one of their birthdays this summer, it wiped me the frick out. And, and I felt sad because there were other parents sitting there. You know, they had their their thirty ounce bottles of soda or whatever, and they're just sitting there watching their kids. And I'm out there with my kids. I'm out there like, what what can we yeah. do? And, and how it will because you say the ninja warrior thing. I'm trying to get my. I want to get my daughter. She's in ballet right now and taking swimming lessons. But when she's through with that, I want to get her signed up for ninja warrior or rock climbing because I see that as a great option. Just what you talked about: body right. awareness, control, just doing that. Now they have a ton of different obstacles too. They this program that we do, they change it every week. You know, they have rock climbing walls and Spider-Man walls and all these. Tor- and how does Luke like that? And it, so Luke, for, for Luke, listeners, Luke is what, a little bit more than five? He's five. Yeah. yeah. He won't, he'll be six next June. Okay. So, but, you know, there, you should see, you know, we're in it because Luke's, Luke's a big boy. He's tall. And, you know, everybody always thinks he's older, but I don't see him as having a bunch of like upper body strength <laughs> and he's getting so much better. So I wanted him to do some things where he actually, we have a rock wall, a climbing wall in our yard that my dad built for us. So it's awesome. But I wanted him to do like more pulling and there's, there's not a ton of monkey bars at all the playgrounds. Oh, really? Some of them don't even have them. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Sure. Um, but so when you go there, you see some of these kids, they're like five and six, and they are literally like little monkeys swinging around and they're a little smaller than him. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted him to do it, to just kind of get aware of his body and be a little bit, work on a little more coordination. But the learning, um, just the, I can't believe how much better he's gotten in the short short, relatively short period of time that he's been doing it. So it's great. He loves it. And I mean, who doesn't love just running around, crashing into mats and, you know, it's fun. It's really fun. Climbing, jumping, falling. I mean, and that's the thing is developing these skills and people listening might go, well, you're not playing sports. What about sports? And you know what? Sports is a very finite window. When you look at it, you can only play organized sports from about maybe ages five, six to about maybe 22 when you're in college where you... And I don't mean you can play competitive sports for years other than that. Yeah, but yeah. where it really matters is that, that you only have a look at the lifespan of 70, 80 year, years old. That you can only play organized sports for maybe 10 or 12 years. <coughs> Excuse me, in, in school. So I think sometimes we place too much emphasis. Where I'm going with that is we place too much emphasis when we're young on sports as opposed to just being physically active and learning 
how to be physically active. Yeah. So, when, yeah. When you just reminding me, whenever I hear people talk about like lifetime sports, yeah. I remember my phys ed teacher, maybe she's listening, Mrs. Hempstead, you're out there. On <laughs> She'd be like, we're playing pickleball. And we used to be like, pickleball? What's pickleball? You know? Yeah. And dude, pickleball is all the rage now. I don't know That's if it huge. is out there, but we just got new courts around here. I mean, in Florida, it's huge. I And I'm like, man, it is. It's a lifetime sport and it's pretty intense. I mean, you can make it obviously as hard as you want to make it, but talk about some things that have that are literally lifetime sports like golf, you know, getting out, walking 18 holes, um, playing pickleball, playing tennis, all of those things that are really great that you can maintain and, you know, keep at over through your lifetime. And and that's where I I did my first pickleball. I had my first pickleball experience recently too, when I was at Rancho, uh, was at Rancho La Puerta and it's fun. I mean, it's kind of like, it's not, you don't have to move as much as as tennis. You don't require as much technique. And and I I played racquetball growing up. So when I play tennis, Amy, I'm horrible at tennis. I I aim down and low because in racquetball, you're trying to low and hard and you're not trying to go up. It's a totally different stroke than a tennis stroke. So you hit the net all the time. Oh, yeah. Either hit the net or I go way, (laughs) I go over the fences. Uh, I'm not a good tennis player by any stretch, but pickleball is definitely a little bit more dynamic. But how do you get, like, how do you get Luke excited? Like when you're on together on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon, how do you get Luke excited for doing something active? Because I think that's the one thing a lot of parents struggle with. I know we, I struggle with it. So I'm interested in hearing your strategy for how do you get Luke excited about, hey, we're going to go out and do this. We're going to go out and do that. How do you get him excited and what's his reaction? Well, uh, there's a, a couple things I think I could share here. Number one, you hit it on the head before. We are their role models. So he sees me work out. He knows when someone's coming over to watch him so I can teach a class. We even did some kids' workouts together. And it's funny, right now I'm um, running a walk and water challenge, and it's just walk a mile every day and drink a half a gallon of water every day. I'm already off that. I tried, and I just I didn't hit it. I didn't get the mile on, on the first. Sorry. <laughs> but even if you didn't, even if you're not looking to, you know, if you're just starting out, you don't even exercise. What a good little simple thing that you could try to move every day or get yourself outside. So yesterday, he's. I was like, maybe we'll go up to the track because I'm going to walk and do my walk and water. I don't want to do that walk and water challenge. Then my mom came over and she's like, I'm doing it. Well, okay. And now he's talking about the walk and water challenge. I'm like, what did I create? This little crazy man. But anyways, to really answer your question, specifically on Saturday afternoons, this is a time when we have a local recreation department that has some great programming. And I would say that I never even knew it was out there until I started looking for it. Um, so, and I think maybe once you have kids, maybe you start investigating more and learning more what's out there, but I think it's so important. So we had, um, we have our last one this weekend, but we've been doing soccer and it's at like one thirty in the afternoon, 45 minutes, not super structured, but whatever, they get a ball, they get a shirt and it, it was cheap, you know, yeah. and they're running around, they're outside and you get to be outside watching. It's great. I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but do you go outside and sit for 45 minutes in the sun? That's hard for me to do. So, hey, what a great excuse. It's a win-win. So he knows a few of the kids there. So it's I don't even have to get him excited. He is already excited. And then you mentioned before um, he's learning to skate. We just signed up for some ice skating lessons to try. He loves it. We were just going to try it for fun because it was there. So I think it's really key to 
try to, you know, expose your children to as many things as possible. You know, ride, ride your bike around the track or a local, I mean, we don't have great sidewalks right where I live, but wherever your neighborhood, you know, take walks, take them skateboarding, take them to the skate park, get them on their scooters, go on the bike trail, you know, find some things to try. And then you never know what they will find enjoyable. And I think once they're excited about it, there's no, they're going to be pulling you out of the house to go do it. Well, I, I got my kids BMX bikes two years ago because I was on a flight with a uh, with an executive from one of the BMX companies. And we became buddies, and so he, he gave us gave me a great discount on three bikes: one for me and, and two for the kids. They've now outgrown them, and I need to. I just haven't gone back. I want to get my older daughter a, a mountain bike so she can start so I can start teaching her how to mountain bike. Yeah. With me and my younger daughter. I mean, she's gonna get my older daughter's BMX bike. Um, but that that. I always try to, I kind of got to sneak it in a little bit like, Hey, we're going to have fun. I'm trying to get them. What I'm really trying to get them into is, is hiking because mm. I had them. I mean, and then for listeners, the cool thing, what I, what I like about having this conversation with Amy is that I actually interviewed you for my podcast. Um, the day, the day before you went into labor, the day you went into labor with Luke. So we were talking about, about how to exercise and stay fit during your pregnancy. That was the goal that that was the purpose of the podcast. And then next thing I know, here you are on Facebook with, I got a baby boy right here. (laughs) So we've literally, so I feel somewhat connected there. Just like, I mean, we were friends anyway, but somewhat connected about having been that last conversation. So it, it really is fun to kind of share this journey about what works and how you keep kids excited. And where I'm, what I'm, why, reason why I'm saying that is because I was 40 when I had my kids, and what I'm, what I'm trying to get them into is hiking, because hiking is something that we can do together as I get into my 50s, as they get into their teens, and also trying to get them into mountain biking because I know those are activities that we can do for life. And then my younger daughter wants to take skateboard lessons at the skate park, and I'm down for that. I'm just, I'm, I'm negotiating that. I'm arm wrestling that with her mother because her mother <laughs> isn't exactly a big fan of that. But I'm like, why not? I mean. Here in Southern California, our uh, the skate park at the local YMCA was partially funded by Tony Hawk and who's that red-haired guy? Um, Sean White. But they oh, both yeah. Tony Hawk and Sean White are from the area from Carlsbad, and they both live around here, and they both helped build that skate park at the YMCA. And I'm like, awesome. I would love, I would have loved to have that opportunity as a kid to learn how to, to skate at a, at a Tony Hawk skate park. But really, the other thing we do, and I'm going to ask you this, because I know you're not close to the ocean, but reason why we focus on swim lessons is because we want to be able to go to the ocean. Both my daughters love going to the ocean, and my older one wants to surf as well. She's looking forward to getting a surfboard and learning how to surf, and I'm sure she's going to kick butt at it, man. I can't wait to, to see her do that. And that's one of the things my ex and I have been really focused on swim lessons is we want them to be proficient and be able to go to the pool. Because one of the things you can do on a Saturday afternoon is take them to the beach. They're always down for going for the beach, and then yeah, they're always in the water. We're the same. We actually are really close to the ocean. We can't walk there, but there are a ton of ponds out here, but it's only a 10-minute drive. We're at the beach all the time. And so that's one of the reasons why I wanted Luke to learn how to swim. It's like my biggest fear of being around water. And when you live around water and there's a lot of water around you, you you want your kids to be able to, you know, have the skills to not drown. And so it's like stress reducing for yourself as well. Well, but- and, and the interesting thing is we're both talking about, neither of us are talking about throwing our kids into sports. I mean, my kids have done the, uh, the, the obligatory, obligatory soccer. I try to have my older daughter do a girls and rugby program, a, a girl, was it, was it called rugby for girls or girls rugby a couple years ago that some of the former women's national team players put yeah. together. It's a great program to introduce girls to rugby. 
but I'm not pushing them to. I'm not pushing them into sports. I'm letting them kind of like we're trying a few different things. I just want them to be active and be physically active and be engaged. And that's where that's where I'm trying to get them just to, to have fun with it to, to understand that that being fit and being active is about fun, not about playing a sport. Yeah, and I agree with you. And I think that's something that could help, honestly, just get more Americans in general moving. Instead of thinking like, what kids' activities are we going to plan? Like, what can we do together as families? Because that's really what you're talking about. You know, can we go to the bike trail and go on a bike ride together as a family? That means mom and dad or whoever you're with, grandpa and grandpa, uncles, whoever, everybody's moving and they're on the bike trail or can we go for a hike right what are some active things that you can you know think about doing as a family which are win-wins like when I take Luke to the playground he wants to go to the playground right I'm sure your girls do too so when I'm there I see you know everybody's just kind of sitting around there's the small majority of parents actually play with their kids. They're just praying there's another kid their age that they get along with, right? So they can just sit down for a minute. But I mean, I kind of take that opportunity to do little workouts if I can. And I think what what a great way to think about things is get your kid activity time to be almost your activity time. If you if you could, wouldn't that just be ideal? Right. Well, I've done that. No, like you said, I've taken my TRX to the park and, and while they're or to the playground, and while they're while they're playing, I've set up a TRX and I'll do things with them. I'll let my kids swing on the TRX and play on it, and I'll do a little workout. I'll do step ups and do push ups and do pull ups, and and it's a great way. I look at the playground uh, piece of playground equipment is as long as there aren't a ton of kids. Like I'm not going to push a little kid out yeah. of the way to get out of here. Get Watch in. out! I need my step up. Exactly. So like, hey, exactly. Uh, I know I'm doing. I'm working in here, guys. I'm doing a set right now. Give me. I'm like I'm filming a video. Can't you see? I'm doing yeah. a workout Wednesday. Get out uh, of my frame. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not doing that, but I am trying to, and I, I look at it, and it, it, and I'm, what I'm trying to do. My goal for that is showing the kids that hey. This is about being active. It's about having fun. And I'm noticing something, Amy. As you said, my daughters are seven and nine. Uh-huh. And I'm noticing that they're, when we do go to the playground right now, they tend to be the oldest kids there because a lot of kids their age are already in sports and activities. And I think that even if your kids are playing a sport, it's important to get them to the playground. It's important to go to bring back the trampoline park. And I know there's a cost involved with the trampoline park, but it's still important to get your kids out and let them play. Let them yeah, or play. use their imagination. I mean, my kid's five, and I kind of thought, like, wasn't really sure what other kids were doing. But I'll tell you, the imaginations on these kids are crazy. Like, I don't, I'll hear them explain the games to, in their <laughs> groups. I'm like, those directions don't even make sense. Yeah. And they're all like, yeah, got it. And they just go. I'm like, what are you, what are you even playing? But yeah. I think they love tag and chase and hide and go seek and whatever they make up. So I think you're, you're right on the money there is just letting kids have the freedom and space to just, you know, socialize, engage, figure things out for themselves and not necessarily always have some kind of formal structured um, activity time. Hey, have you heard of a game called Gaga? No, but that doesn't mean it's not out there. What's that? Just because I don't know it. No, I just, I, I, it's a big thing out here. They have it at the YMCA. They have it at the school, at their elementary school. And it's just weird. It's like a little hockey rink. It, it's, it's a circle, maybe, maybe eight, 10 meters in diameter. And it's like a three foot, four foot wall, which I'm calling it like a hockey rink. They play it with like a red playground ball. And I've tried to watch the kids playing it, but they're, 
they're playing and they're having a blast. I mean, it's not a lot of running. It's more of like kind of moving. It's not dodgeball. It's not kickball. It's kind of like a hybrid thing that you play in this court. But the kids. Do you understand it. the rules? Absolutely not. No, I don't. I have no idea what they're doing. I just know that the kids love it. And my daughter, I'll pick my daughter up from, from daycare every, or aftercare every time now and then. And her face is red and she's sweating. And I'm like, what are we doing? Well, we're playing Gaga. And I'm like, well, what the heck is that? And yeah. she, you know, I tried watching it. And. All that matters is the kids are they're, they're having fun. They're screaming. They're they're doing whatever they're doing. Yeah. And however, they're they're counting the points. I just, that's the thing. It, points don't really matter, right? It's just it's, yeah. Let's have some fun and let's do that. And there's that's, a lot of sharks and minnows still in my world. Is, is there a lot of sharks and minnows? Sharks and minnows. <laughs> Did you ever play that in the swimming pool? Yeah. Because we had. A, I actually played that more as an adult with some oh, really? like water boot camp camp games and stuff. The, where, the swimming pool I grew up in, we had like a little, we had the diving well that was the perfect setup for sharks and minnows. We called it Red Rover too, and yeah, sometimes yeah. it's just it's one of those games that that yeah you you do that. That's the other thing is like I I, I don't I, I see my kids playing with some of their neighbors and and they'll they'll go go they live there's the community swimming pool is almost across the street from their place. There's a little field and a little playground. I'm, I'm showing my hands like you guys know what I'm talking about. Like okay. yeah, it's right here. It's right here. Um, but over there, uh, but it's but they have the space there, and I don't see as many kids. Like every now and then, kids from the neighborhood. There's a sand volleyball court. They'll be playing some version of whatever they're doing with sand volleyball, or or they'll be playing over by the playground. That's the thing that I I wouldn't I want to figure out how I can encourage them. Just go out and play games. Just go out and make up a game. Take a ball and go make it up and do something with it. Well, I think that's a really, you know, that's where parents can really play a little bit more interactive role. You don't have to know everything, but you can play tag, you can play hide and seek, and all they need is a little encouragement. And I think the more freedom they have to just kind of come up with those things, or if the opportunity is there, they they will, they'll engage in activity. And I, I think it doesn't hurt to be the leader in that situation if there's kids just Sometimes at the playground, they're, I don't know, they're just doing nothing or tackling each other. I'm like, all right, let's play a game. Yeah. And they want like me to be the monster. Of course, I'm <laughs> after like five minutes, I'm like, okay, now you guys play, you guys play. Exactly. But, okay, I've done that. I don't have the same energy. Yeah, you, you can ignite the situation. <laughs> you can be the spark. Get them doing it. Well, as I said that, I was thinking like when I was nine, 10, 11 years old, with our elementary schools were third grade and under them, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. But fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, most days after school, we'd be playing football. We'd be playing football or some kind of version of, of um, what's a better word for it? Only thing I think of right now is smear the queer. Um, you just tackle the guy with the ball. And, and that's such a horrible, horrible word now. But that's what we <laughs> called it back then growing up. It's um, But we played version, we played football. We would play that. We'd play basketball. But yeah. we'd get together. It's like there's, in, there's one friend's house who lived right next to the field. There's a field there. There's a basketball court. So for a couple of years after school, if we didn't have practice, if it wasn't a season or we didn't have practice that day, we'd go over to Nick's house and like, all right, what are we playing today? Are we playing football? Are we playing soccer? Are we playing yeah. basketball? And it would just be get together and just be a group of there'd be anywhere from six to 10 of us, depending on who showed up that day, yeah. playing sports. I remember doing that too. Like there'd be a group of kids. Um, we'd even like plan it and kind of coordinate. Hey, we'll all meet at this park. And I remember um, playing football. Um, like backyard football and playing softball um, 
with, with some groups of kids. And I remember too, especially with football, I was always like the only girl and I knew how to play just because I had an older brother and a younger brother and my dad. And that's what we played and until my sister came along. But, um, so we played a lot, but I remember specifically, I think maybe I was like 14 and my mom was like, you can't go anymore. And I was like, what? That's a whole nother conversation. But, well, that, that, but no, I mean, I, I was sharing with you before we hit record, I was coaching helping a friend coaches, uh, kids U10 rugby and U10 under 10 they're 9 and 10 years old it's boys and girls it's co-ed when they go up to the next level under 12 is when you have a girls team and then you have a boys team yeah man I mean Amy you should have seen there's what was her name little little Mexican girl but she was about half the size of some of these kids she was like a little spider monkey man she would come flying in we'd be doing tackling drills where we'd be playing a match and this little this little streak of brown hair would come flying in from nowhere and she would wrap she would get guys she had the perfect technique of she'd hit these guys twice her size wrap their legs and just pull them down and she wouldn't even have to hit them hit them you know she knew exactly That's what she awesome. was doing but it's Good fun it's fun to watch the girls they're they're at that age they're a couple bigger boys but the girls would have the confidence of going into contact either with ball in hand and going into contact or making the tackle. And to me, watching that, and I was talking about it with my buddy whose daughter was playing, was he's like, I want her to have the confidence of getting hit by guys at this age. He's like, in another year or two, no, I don't. But at 9, 10 years old, <laughs> he's ha- but he's fine with that because he knows that if, if, at 10, 9, 10 years old, she develops the confidence of I can tackle and get tackled by boys that's just going to help her develop a confidence that much level. Yeah, like you're not afraid of things. And it just goes it goes beyond like personal confrontation. It's just building confidence. I would say, you know, that's one of the reasons that we're doing that ninja obstacle course too is, you know, kids that get scared and they're like, oh, I don't want to step on this or, oh, I think I'm going to fall. The confidence level and just their ability to negotiate terrain, even if they're not sure how to do it exactly, they're more likely to be able to figure it out. And they have the confidence to like, hey, it's okay if I fall because I've, I fell before and I know how to fall. And I think, I think that's key, you know? That, that knowing how to fall and just that body awareness is essential. Yeah. Now, just keep this relatively short and get ready to wrap this up. What I'm going to do, I'm going to put a, a, a fantasy scenario out there, Amy. Okay. okay. I'm going to put a little. This I'm is a little this is a little like kind of like little little. We're gonna have some fun with this. You don't you don't need to work. You, you don't you, you don't have a job. You have unlimited resources. Luke will do everything you want him to do, which never happens with kids. But let's just say <laughs> Luke will do everything you want him to do. What would you envision for five, six, seven years old? What would you like his perfect week of activity to be? If you could snap your fingers, resources weren't an issue. Meaning, and I mean more of like. You don't have to worry about getting them to an activity or to or from that yeah. type of thing. But I, what would you, if you could look at a perfect week of activity for for a little boy between five and eight years old, what would that look like to you? I think every day they should be playing. Every day they should be moving their body at least for an hour. And it doesn't have to be timed, but I, I would say, you know, activity, an hour a day at least. And, you know, I'm not too hung up on what exactly he's doing. I want him to do things that he likes and has fun with. I mean, I would say a few a few activities that involve other kids so we learn how to get along and play. And I think that's really important to learn how to follow the rules and listen to instruction and execute and and work well with others and get being a good loser. If he can learn to be a good loser in the next year or two, that'll be, a, that'll be key. Um, so... I don't, I don't, I think, you know, 
stuff that makes him sweaty, stuff that makes him have a good time. For me, I want him to master the bike so I can run and he can bike and we can go on bike rides together. Cool. I'm, I'm also all about like, we got to get the endurance up so that we can go on a hike. Cause I don't know about your girls, but they're not going to last, you know, I'm not sure about a five mile hike. Right. Well, let's just say, let's just say in the first 300 uh, meters I, that, that, that it's like, I'm, they, 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 they respond like I'm dragging them through death Valley at, at midday and noon on a July, you know, or, or I take them to the Sahara. We need water. Now you've gone 300 meters. It's not hot. Come on. But, but I think that's, that's the point. We, we, I don't know. Well, to answer your question, I want him to do whatever he wants to do, but have fun, move and sweat and like it and learn that moving builds you a healthy body and moving makes you feel good. And you know what? If you get your kids moving more, I guarantee they're going to sleep better. Like Luke was not a really great sleeper as a little guy and he sleeps like a rock now. And part of it is because he's tired. And so... I, I think that's key. You know, let's let's do that. So I don't have anything su- super specific. What about you? Throwing it back at you. Well, no, that would be. I, I was thinking about that because I would love to be able to. I'd love to have them go out and do like a, a day of, of biking or a day of mountain biking, whatever that might be. A beach for a day or two. Like once yeah. they learn, like I can't wait. My my older daughter did junior lifeguards this summer, and she she was able to swim out. Like they have the final day, they do a swim test, and she did it. She did really well. That's awesome. The coolest thing though is seeing that confidence of her being able to do that. And I would love to. I would love to watch them find an activity they enjoy, not necessarily a sport, but an activity, whether it be surfing or skateboarding or bike riding. Because even if they did that, even if it wasn't structured, if they were doing skating in high school, I don't know about you, I'd love watching. If you look at my Instagram feed, my Instagram feed is about maybe 20, 30% mountain biking and BMX stuff. I got a little bit of skateboarding on there. And your, your watch, like your Garmin? Weightlifting stuff. You know, just <laughs> but, but I look on an Instagram feed at night, you know, they scroll through everything. Yeah. It's like mountain biking, it's rugby, it's it's some of the skateboarding, BMX jumping. But it's just it's interesting to see that because what I love seeing is it's so athletic and there's so much body control. There's confidence, there's awareness, there's camaraderie. And that's the type of activities that, that would I love it if my daughters got involved in competitive sports? Sure. But I'd, I'd rather force them to get into something like surfing about, you know what, now my daughter has a skill that she can do. Yeah, well, and you know, we, you and I have both talked about this before and heard plenty of people discuss the idea of, you know, people just play, kids play one sport since mm-hmm. five for life. Let's finish and that, the yeah. disadvantages of that and how really, you know, that's not necessary to, even if you want to be more serious and later in life at playing a sport, you don't really need to do that. And it's really better for a variety of reasons to form coordination and build a healthy body and have great, um, you know, the list is long, but I, I agree like a variety of things, like do as many different things as possible, do things that you love so that you want to move every day, you know, for the rest of your life and break it up, right? Keep it fun. Keep it exciting. Keep it interesting. Right. Well, and and I look at that as, if you do have kids playing sports, to your point, have them play as many sports as possible. However, if they start showing proficiency, if they start showing that they might be able to play, go to college, and I don't mean get like a big Division One scholarship, but be able to go to college and play a sport in college, yeah. if you think they have that ability by the age of 14, 15, that's when you want to specialize. So by the time the kid gets into high school, first year, second year of high school, Okay, the coaches say he has he or she has some aptitude. Now let's look at the club team. Let's look at the school team. Let's look at the summer camps. Let's let's do this. 
but I really, up, up until the age of 14 or 15, just from what I know and talking to other coaches, I, I firmly believe that kids should be playing as many sports, yeah. as many different sports as possible. Yeah. One thing I didn't tell you, but uh, in the, not this weekend, but next weekend, I, Luke signed up for a kid's Spartan race. Oh, cool. So, so they're, they're only small, right? They're yeah, short. Yeah. It's at Fenway Stadium, so that should be fun. Oh, that's cool. Are you going to yeah. do one? Are you doing a Spartan? I'm not going to. I just want to watch him. You know, you're not the gonna, whole you're not thing. Crush it because you crush. You, you can crush Spartan. I, I do like doing those races a lot. Yeah. But not not now. It's not on my plan. Yeah, I haven't. I, I realized I was looking for, and I was like, I hadn't signed up. I haven't done a Spartan in like five years, and I did them like between thirteen and fifty, between like twenty ten or twenty eleven and twenty fifteen. I was doing like a lot of mud runs and obstacle course racing, and then just my travel schedule got busy, and I just any any time there was a race locally. I would have something going on. I wouldn't be able to really yeah. aim for it the way I wanted to. I do need to get back to that. The, the body, I don't know how the body will hold up with that. Well, that, that's the that thing. Height. Like if you're going to do something else, like if you have another event or something that either earned you money or took a lot of training, yeah. the last thing I want to really do is throw myself against the wall and then be injured or something. Well, so. and there, but but I do want to do that. Saying that, I do want to do it with my daughter because I, she would love to do a yeah, story. I remember when. Yeah, she that's did. why we're gonna go. And Luke wants wants to earn a medal. He asked me if he could have some of my medals. I was like, no. Wait, no, 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 no. You don't give medals. You don't. You don't just get a medal, kid. Not in my world. I don't know oh. what they do in other places. But you got to earn your own. You can hold it, <laughs> it around, but it's not yours. It's still mine. <laughs> yeah, motivated. You get motivated to do that. So what's what else is going on in your world? What you got going on with uh, E five? What's happening with that right now? Yeah, well, funny you should mention it. Um, we've we got a lot going on. I just dropped a bunch of new content. So got a few more instructors engaged and interested. So that, that format is something, if you haven't heard about it before, we've got some brain training, we've got some hit, we've got some, you know, all this multi-planar, multi-directional movement. It was so cool about it is it's just one unique package. It's, I like saying lately, you give your clients what they want and what they need. It's good good combination. So I just dropped some new content on that site. Um, and if you're interested, if you're a trainer, instructor, or even if you just want to try the class, definitely check out amynicotera.com and drop in my studio. So that's going on and I'll be, I'm getting ready for the SCW show in December. So I'll be live down there teaching it in Boston. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to be there yet. I might have something else going on. Uh, I think I'm supposed to be right now. But that might change. I'll be. I go to Dallas tomorrow, and um, I will yeah. have meetings there. And then we have meetings. Go to Dallas, Dubai last week, Dallas this week, and then we have meetings in uh, Orange County next week. We'll how's your them. How's your new book selling? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing about sales. You don't really. I, I can see what it's doing on Amazon um, in terms of like the numbers and stuff. But that's one of those things. I just, I'm trying to do a lot of promotion right now. I'm trying yeah. to do. Just get people out there to be aware of, so they're aware of ageless intensity. I know listeners uh, to my podcast have heard me talk about it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but number one, I'm, I'm really, I'm really pleased with it. I, I just overall, I'm stoked. Do you have a copy yet? No. Put you on the spot. What? No. I don't. Well, I'm like smarter workouts. I have, of course, yeah. but I don't think I have ageless intensity. Well, no, and I'd ask you. I'm bummed that because I'd ask you about. And this, I, I, the hard part with with ageless 
was I did the photo shoot like right during January. I know I was going to do it with you, but it was I, which you couldn't travel. I would have loved. I mean, I was yeah. really hoping to get you in the book for the photo shoot. The next book, can I be in the next one? Oh, it's a recovery. Yeah, that's that really. I could just recovery. like lay down and stuff. It's great. Well, I, actually, I'll, I'll have to talk to you offline because I talk about some recovery workouts. So I'm going to try to come up with like. Three, three to five bodyweight workouts, and I'll be doing... Yeah, I'm definitely feature. talk offline. I got some good ideas for you. I'm but, you know, I, lo- I love like that we're kind of wrapping up right around that your book, Ageless Intensity, because that's exactly what this talk is really about. Like, how can we keep moving through our lifetime? And it really starts when we're young, right? Like, yeah. if you're a parent, they're looking at you. We learn healthy habits from our parents whoever's around us. And we're going to like physical activity if we start doing things that we enjoy doing as a young person. If we, you know, are forced to do things, we're not going to, it's not going to leave a good taste in our mouth. So the research shows if we enjoy something, we're more likely to do it again, regardless of our age. So we're more likely to make it a habit. And that's just it. With with when my kids were little, we would take them to the gym with us. We put them in daycare. They know. They know that's one of the things I like about that. And for listeners, this is what's so important. If you have young kids, get them in the habit. See that yeah. going to the gym is a part of your daily routine. Or or if you have a Peloton at home, or or you're doing E5 Collective at home, or whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. you want to model that behavior for your kids so they understand that that being active exercise is a part of your daily routine and i make a big point and amy because i have girls i make this point so emphatically with them i tell them it's about being healthy i yeah, tell them it's strong about and healthy just being fit and being healthy and that that that's why we exercise i try not to talk about appearance i definitely don't talk about weight loss sometimes they make fun of me in my squishy belly but you know what <laughs> that just that that's as always your dad bod and my dad bought as I've said for years, hey, I, I watched too much of the, the Walking Dead. You know, I became too big of a fan of a Walking Dead. So I carry a few extra pounds here in case there is a zombie apocalypse. All of you people out there who are extremely perfectly lean, reasonable explanation. No body fat. Exactly. I got hey, I got ammunition, I got water, I am set. <laughs> For the first three weeks of the zombie apocalypse, I don't need any food. As long as yeah, I have I'm hydration, good. as long as I have ammunition, I can, I'm can. i good. After three <laughs> weeks, then I need to start looking for sustenance. But I have about a two- to three-week window of pure body fat, and I have about you know eight to 12 pounds I could easily drop. I'm covered. That's, that's There you go. Problem. You're you good. Yeah, I, I, I joke about that. It's like, you know what? But, but in all seriousness, I don't really care about body weight because I want to put it out there that exercise is about being active not about what we look like. To me, it's much yeah. more important to be active. And if I carry a couple extra pounds, guess what? Whether I starve myself and whatever and look perfect or I have a couple extra pounds, either way, I'm ending uh, ending up six feet under. So I'm not going to stress <laughs> myself out while I'm here above ground. Yeah, well, I think that is the point. Just be healthy, move. Um, it starts at a young age. And the more we can do to keep get our kiddos and our families moving and making it an enjoyable time is the best thing that we can do. Rock and roll. All right. Well, Amy, thanks for your time. It's always fun to catch up with you. Yeah, we'll be back here in a couple weeks, so stay tuned. What's the old Chuck Lorre um, two and two? But I'm thinking about. Oh some gosh, years. you dated yourself. I, I love I love doing that. The old you're two and two, right? About. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But anyways, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll talk soon. Take care.